Welcome to Food Love, the space between terroir and the Tao food. I'm your host, Rafina Garai, and I'm here with Grace Love. She is amazing. She is a treasure to behold. When you hear her sing, it, it touches your soul, at least mine um, and many others. And I just had the, the joy of working with her to prepare food for many people at the Woodbridge Farm in Chimicum Valley. And I just want you to get to know more about Grace. Many of you probably already do. And Grace, do you wanna just talk a little bit about how you came to this, this place in the Pacific Northwest and, and what you're doing right now? Yeah, well, I was born in Memphis and my parents moved us here when we, back in the 90s. Um, so it's always been home. And now I'm on the Pacific Northwest coast, well, the peninsula, because I had a baby and, you know, his grandparents are here and my parents have passed since. So it's just been kind of a beautiful landing pad, I will say. Mm -hmm. um, and I got to travel a lot in my early 20s. So it felt good to just kind of find somewhere I could ground and whatever the reason is, Port Townsend sucked me in. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and probably I imagine because it is a good home for multi-creatives. Yeah. Like you can be you, right? Yeah. In all your, your multifaceted nature. Yeah. So I think that's pretty beautiful. So so tell me how you, you've been working on both doing some events and also working on this food truck. Like there's so many people who want to have a food truck. Yeah. And I think it'd be great for you to talk about the nitty gritty, the how and the why, you know, whatever story you want to share with people about uh, that journey. Yeah. So I bought a food truck back in 2018 and it was, it was like the best thing ever. But when I went and took it to the mechanic, he was like, you just need to junk this oh, wow. um, because it was rusted through and through and mm. he couldn't even find replacement parts because it was wow. older. And so I was kind of devastated. And so, you know, after pushing through that, I was like, OK, that's fine. And then lo and behold, I got pregnant um, and was told I couldn't get pregnant. So then I had this miracle baby. So I needed to rest for my entire pregnancy. Mm. And so Nadine's kind of got put on hold. And, and that to, was 2019. And to fill people, people in, mm -hmm. Nadine's Kitchen has been a manifestation of all your creative culinary yeah. artistry and cooking, the joy yeah. that you have for food. Um, and it's operated out of different places. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. So it's been every single form it can possibly be. And it started in 2014 in Seattle at Lucid Lounge. Mm. And, you know, I had 40 amazing people show up for the first event, you know, to my most grossing ones, which were over 200 people. And you learned so much when you're cooking for mass amounts of people. Mm -hmm. You also relearn the things that you think you learn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Nadine's Kitchen has, it started as an ode to my mom of just breaking bread with people you don't know in the community. And mm. then it grew after that. And now it's this beautiful catering slash community justice event. And it'll continue to grow, especially now since I have the truck, I can make it more mobile mm. and just pop up at different spaces mm. across the country. That's yeah. my goal. Yeah. And, and it's pretty amazing because currently you are popping up in all kinds of spaces, even internationally, yeah. um, to do the singing. Food is always just a little bit harder to 
to go international with unless yeah. you have friends yeah and you do have friends yeah. um but but with the food truck you can get to places which yeah would be nice yeah um so tell us a little bit about your mother Nadine and how she cooked and how she influenced your cooking, if at all. Well, this is the funny story: is it is named after my mom Nadine, but my dad was the cook in the house. Oh. <laughs> I know you talked about him when we were yeah. doing the barbecue. Yeah. So yeah. my dad was he was the chef in the house, mm. and so. I mean, they both worked side by side. My mom mostly did the sweets okay. yeah. <laughs> or the goulashes or, you know, just the one pot things. Mm-hmm. But my dad was the, he was, you know, he, Aaron's old fashioned barbecue. Okay. And he, I don't know, he, he, he wanted it so bad. Mm-hmm. And so I saw that dream over my childhood and saw him kind of lose his light because, oh. you know, it just didn't work out the way he wanted it mm-hmm. to. So basically Nadine's is a a love child for both my parents, oh, you know. That's my mom took care of everybody and my dad fed us. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty sweet. I spent some time in the South, um, in North Carolina, and I was lucky enough at the Biltmore Estate to work with these two chefs who happened to be barbecue judges mm-hmm. all over the place. And there was something about barbecue, right? <gasps> like, oh man, one, I can never get enough of it. Yes. I remember eating as a child, even my son is is like this. There's just not enough ribs on the rack. And like, <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those things. And then when you when you sit down with people, I, I love sloppy eating. I don't know if other Me people too. do too, but like I like to eat with my hands. Yes. And and culturally, like in, in uh the Philippines, it has a name. It mm-hmm. actually has a okay. name. It's called Kamai Kamai when oh. you eat with your hands. Okay. And, you know, and sometimes I remember I'd see my mother eating her rice with her hands when we mm-hmm. were out at a friend's house who was also Filipino. And I'd be a little embarrassed, yeah. you know, because I'm like, you should use some utensils. Wow. But but then I realized, like, it was her um, feeling of home mm-hmm. in her community of people and to be able to be so natural. And I feel that way about ribs. Like, ribs invite anybody yep. to get messy, eat mm-hmm. with your hands, and to be in community, right? It's, yeah. like, all about the ribs. And so when, when you were serving ribs, you know, at the Woodbridge Farm event, I was like, oh, that's so perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew it was a, so a tribute to your yeah. dad, but just it was, it was beautiful. Uh, that's a beautiful story, too, about your mom. My dad used to do the same thing. He would eat with his hands. He would eat his collard greens and his cornbread with his hands. What? And I'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then I just recently watched um, that show on Netflix, um, High on the Hog. Oh, or, I have to see Yeah, that. it's amazing. And it's huh. very connecting to, you know, my African heritage. Mm-hmm. And it's traditional to eat with your hands in every other yeah. cultural place to be honest Mm -hmm. and yeah so like yeah when i saw when i see people eat with their hands it's it's just it breaks this thing yeah you know yeah yeah and i love it so yeah yeah it's so funny how as kids we we get shamed Mm -hmm. you know yeah and our parents are just doing the thing that they know right you know yeah and as we get older we hopefully we figured both of us figured it out yeah oh yeah you know one thing i have never lost when i eat chicken Mm -hmm. fried chicken Mm -hmm. or any chicken adobo that's Mm -hmm. on the bone yeah i i actually eat the cartilage oh yeah okay i'm not Mm -hmm. and i remember thinking i had only met one other person Mm -hmm. 
um, she happened to be, I mean, I think she, she was Caucasian, mm -hmm. but she had grown up in the South mm -hmm. and oh, yeah. I saw her do it. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, yeah. there's, there's some of my people out here too, yeah. you know, and it's, you know, there's actually nutrients yeah. that you can, there are nutrients you can get from eating the cartilage. And yeah. I think we've, we've lost that understanding yeah. um, of food, you know, like yeah. that, that there are things we get from these very kind of seemingly primal um, mm -hmm. ways of eating, but um, very nutritious. Yes. And, yeah. And delicious. And delicious. <laughs> and delicious. So tell me, like, what were your favorite foods growing up? Oh, it really depends on my mood. But I will say this out loud, that I had a love affair with Kraft macaroni and cheese. Did you? I know, yeah. And then I was obsessed with Julia Child on PBS. Oh, wow. And she made a roux. Mm. And I never heard it before, uh -huh. you know? And I was like, wait, that's how you make cheese sauce? Right, right, right. <laughs> I thought it was just an orange packet and some butter and milk. <laughs> and so, I mean, trial and error for many years. But mm -hmm. then I finally made my first roux. And it was so creamy and wonderful. And I was like, never again. Well, right. that's a lie. Yeah. Sometimes I go and I buy a box of Kraft macaroni and cheese and I eat it. And it's it's comfort. fantastic. Yeah, it's comfort. <laughs> Definitely. And tasty. I, I remember, I think I was already in high school the first time I had Kraft macaroni yeah. and cheese because my parents were eating rice yeah. all the oh, time. God, I love that. I had breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yes. And um, this friend of mine, I remember Susie. <laughs> Susie was like, made, she made us lunch. Mm -hmm. And I was like, my mom doesn't let me cook. Like you were lucky. She's afraid to let her children near fire. And Susie pulled out this box and I was like, wow, what empowerment to be able to make your own lunch. And I tasted it. And I was like, this is crazy. This is crazy how good this is. Mm -hmm. and, and it was one of those things where I had not really known processed foods. And, um, but then this other friend of mine, by the time I got to college, introduced me to homemade mac and cheese, which yeah. I had not had because mm -hmm. I, you know, we didn't really order that out um, when we ate out. And she um, she made it and it, it was in the shape of a casserole. <laughs> and it was, you know, when by the time it went into the refrigerator, if mm -hmm. you had it overnight, you had to cut it like a block yep. because there was so, so much cheese. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, this is, you know, this is like the spectrum of mm -hmm. mac and cheese. But it, it was definitely enlightening. And it is one of my favorite foods and it's one of my son's favorite foods. He's he's onto Annie's mac and cheese, yeah. and like the the blonde looking mm -hmm. kind. But it's uh it's definitely a family favorite. There's something very comforting about yeah, it. Yeah, it is. I mean, because it's a meal in itself, and I have a special little. I add corn to mine, oh, and so there's nice. this little sweet bite to it uh -huh. with a kick of the cayenne, and mm -hmm. it just it's one of my favorite things to make. People. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so yummy. I can see that. <laughs> I know. I'm still waiting. I have. I had trouble understanding how Lila's kitchen worked in the yeah. beginning, I have to admit. Mm -hmm. And I kept missing the chicken and waffles. And <laughs> all I want is to eat your chicken and waffles. Well, you can just come and over and I'll make the chicken <laughs> That waffles. sounds so good. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where um, I, the first time I had that dish, I think I was in Georgia. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, this is brilliant. Why yeah. don't they serve this everywhere every Sunday? Yes. Yeah. That's my goal is to have a, a really cool Sunday brunch mm, with live music, oh, you know. So awesome. my food truck set up, mm -hmm. get some musicians out, and we just have Sunday brunch, Beautiful. you know, from yeah. whatever nine to eleven. And I have some dreams and goals, but it's gonna happen, you yes. know, slowly but surely. It will. It will. And I think there's such a community of support yeah. around what you're doing and your intention, because I think 
you know, when I think about music and festivity and food, that is for me, like it's such a big part of like the Filipino tradition of yeah. gathering. Yeah. Um, and I think here in Port Townsend, there's a big part of it that happens like with all these different week long events yeah. around music. I don't think food has been quite the focus. And I think, you know, in my conversations with people, different um, people who work in the nonprofits at Fort Warden, I've always so I'm like, why not I like a mm-hmm. food festival with music yes. and all this? Like, I would love to do that. Yeah. Well, let's talk. Let's let's yeah. make that happen because yeah. that for me would be incredible. Yeah. To invite vendors from all over the mm-hmm. state to yeah. bring their best of the yes. best and just we have music, but it's yeah. not like the huge focal point. Right. Food is, yeah. you know. And then maybe we get to sit and have a huge, massive meal together yes you know yeah and i'm so grateful for this time of increased vaccination mm-hmm. because it allows us to sit in the same yeah. space yeah. allowed us to work next to each other yeah. on different things and then to feed people yeah. in a more traditional way and to have long tables yeah. right like i just thought your vision for it was incredible and that you you just you gave everything I, I and it was one of the reasons i was like I was only planning to volunteer on the Friday. Mm-hmm. But then when you told me you were cooking, leading your team, <laughs> and then singing, I was like, she just needs more support, I think. <laughs> but she not she's not really asking, but I think I better show up. <laughs> well, you did, and you blew me away. And I just <laughs> no. was so honored. So oh, I was like, please. oh, my gosh. Like, I, I need honored. 10 of you. Like, I need 10 <laughs> of you because then nothing is impossible. Then I can dream as big as I need to when I have support like you. Yeah. And that's the thing about, you know, being out here is like finding that support Mm -hmm. of people who want more out of it than, you know, they're they're given or whatever. And so, because I'm like, yeah, I'm going to give 190,000% always. But it's really nice to have Mm -hmm. that comeback. Yeah. Well, and... I just want to tell you, you are named so well. Like, you grace love, you know, and I just, like, of the guests, like, it just is so aligned. Like, food love, grace love. It's all the same thing. You know, you come in with, like, the world of love inside you, and it just pours out into your food, and it pours out into the way you sing. And the, the versatility of the different songs you even selected like it was like messaging yeah. to people it like was intentional. really fun it was very yeah. intentional and it was also to bring everybody together like yeah. oh i can't recognize that song oh i really know this song yeah. or i had my first date to you know yeah so it was really good it was beautiful people got up and danced mm-hmm. and that's the best <laughs> that's the best you know you know that that's when everybody really felt it all yeah um and i would say you know there's this idea that that I've always felt about like how your food reflects your state of mind, the quality of your heart and like the, I don't know, the generosity of your soul. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when you put it out there, it's beautiful, right? Because people Mm -hmm. first eat with their eyes Mm -hmm. and then you have the attention to the balance of the the flavors you want to kind of hit people when Mm -hmm. they first take that bite. And then the the texture or the Mm -hmm. softness, you know, of the different kinds of potato salad. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, that was a funny thing. The coleslaw kind of went out first and then, and then we, we hit them with the potato Mm -hmm. salad, which I'm a fiend for anything potato. (laughs) So like that, that would be like the clincher and people like, ah, I want that. (laughs) I'm going to go back and get that. Mm -hmm. Um, That was kind of fun, um, you know, just to have it, um, all be there and be so pretty and and comforting. Yeah, um, 
but it was it was so well done yeah yeah yeah, me and my friend were sitting and talking about it and she was like i was nervous for a while and i was like well i just knew it was going to work out i didn't know how it was going to work out but i knew it was Mm -hmm. and even if there was blips or whatever i felt like with the people that i was surrounded by Mm -hmm. nothing was impossible and that was the that's kind of the main theme of like just what i've been doing is like with the right support I'm, I will build yeah. what I can build. Mm-hmm. You know, they say Rome wasn't built in a day and it yeah. wasn't. Yeah. But also like it's action, you know? Yeah. And I think that like people are maybe a little bit nervous with me because I'm all about action. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not about like, oh, that's cute. Let's, let's sit here and talk about it for 10 years. No, I, no we're going to do it next year right. or we're going to do it the year after. Mm-hmm. We're going to get the funds. We're going to, yeah. what? You got fiscal sponsorship? Yes. Yeah. Now I can... Now we can run this project that I've been trying to run for many years mm-hmm. yeah, in a, in a real way. Yeah. You know? Well, I think, you know, that speaks to how planned, mm-hmm. you know, you are and the way you can organize people and inspire them. Yeah. Right. You're really inspirational. Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. need to inspire myself some more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, my my hope is that the the space just opens for you to do more and more. So yeah. so talk to me about this truck that you have, um, because you know I I know that I have at different um, food trade conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, I've taken like when I was teaching, I took students and I would always walk through the food trucks just because mm-hmm. one they were the shiniest thing on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, two, it was always just like intriguing to me to to try and make that move to be mobile with with food you know yeah. um and there's so many different ways to outfit yeah. your food truck yeah. and and i've seen like such a range of ways in which people outfit a food truck like i'll tell you something that probably will embarrass the people i worked with before um but i worked at this um wonderful technical college in the midwest mm-hmm. and the the way they did the food truck is they tried to match up teams of students from different departments. Mm-hmm. So they got the welding students to mm-hmm. work on the truck. Oh. Right. And then um, they had automotive students, mm-hmm. I think, work on this food truck. Mm-hmm. But they did not get the culinary people to oh, consult on the no. food truck. So the, the first time like I, I said, so we took it to certain events and we served food out of it. Like, yeah. you know, I, I made like, like, you know, sheet cake of, um, or layered, layered cake from sheets that had featured vegetables okay. in cake. Okay. So like a devil's food cake was with beets or something, okay. you know, things like yeah. that. And then pineapple carrot mm-hmm. uh, cake. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, what was interesting was that they didn't have like power. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> you what? Oh, okay, honey. we're going to just whisk all of this, you know, buttercream for 400 people by hand. <laughs> and and then we didn't have any kind of cooler, so it was just, you know, massive ice. I don't, who did that? Yeah. Why? Why? Why, why, why? why even call it a food truck? No. Why not just call it a big box? It's a big right? old box. Big old box. But they did get the welders to make some creative sculptures on the side of it in a spiral staircase to go to the top. For what? I don't know. I could have spent some of that time and energy yeah. on like putting a cooler. So it was just really interesting. And I think, you know, when, when a chef goes in and looks at the food truck, mm-hmm. you go in with a mindset of how am I going to produce the mm-hmm. most, yep. right? The most efi- efficiently and effectively yep. and cost effectively, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So so tell me how your 
building it out? Like, what are you? What choices are you making? Well, I haven't made very many yet. Okay. Is it empty <laughs> um, right now? She okay. is. Okay. So her name is Mabel. Nice. And it's I'm Abel. And if you say that really fast, I'm Mabel. Ah. And I like that. so her name is Mabel. And okay. um, Mabel used to be a. First of all, she used to be a. F- Oh, fish and wildlife van, I think for Washington state. Oh, wow. And then somebody bought it from them or it was auctioned off and it was a clothing store. So they outfitted it for a clothing store. So that's what I got it as. Okay. So right now it has all the electricity. So oh, look, okay. I don't have you to worry power. about and it, I is got it three power. Phase? Is it three phase? Power? Yeah. Ooh. So, I mean, I'm going to have an electrician go in okay. and double make sure. Okay. And for um, people who don't know, three phase, um, is really the kind of power you need for most commercial um, yes. equipment for cooking and baking. Yes. Okay. And um, so we're going to go and make sure all of it's like set up and properly because it was basically used for lighting. Okay. So there's like a lot of lighting, uh, in it, which is really sense. nice too. Yeah. Your food's going to look good. Too. Yeah. It's going to look fantastic. <laughs> um, and then the inner side of it is, you know, wood paneling. So I'm going to seal it so we can keep the wood paneling because it's beautiful. Okay. And I think that makes the truck unique. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so right now, actually today, I walked around in it and just stretched my body out. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is going to be good. Okay. I can see the dishwasher here. I can see my refrigerator here. I can see a lot of storage here, you know. Um, And I can see my small, very small hood because it's very expensive to buy a hood. Okay, yeah. Um, I can see my very small hood right here, you know. So I'm looking at it, but now I'm ready to get people to get in there and give me some quotes and tell me how much it's going to be to plummet, Mm -hmm. how much weight I can put on it potentially. Mm, Yeah. But right now... I'm just so excited. I'm anxious because oh, I'm sure. so excited because I need to. I went to Waste Not Want Not today uh-huh. to get a to see if I could find a serving window. Oh, nice! Like secondhand, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, well, let's just put the call out there yeah. in this podcast. We're yeah. looking for a hood. Hood. <laughs> We're looking yeah. for a service window. Yes, service window. If anybody window. has that, give Grace a call. Please find her on Facebook. Yes. Right? Nadine's yeah. Kitchen, or write to me. Yeah. Um, so anything that you can throw at me, I'm ready. Yeah. Because. Um, Mabel's going to get hopefully a tune up and stuff like that. But she's just, she's a beast. She drove up from Port Town or Port Orchard where I got her. Uh No, no, no trouble. Great. So you find it easy to drive. Oh yeah, it's easy. That's good. Well, you probably have like good driving experience. I imagine. Maybe because you probably have been on the road with people like you yeah. Get, you take, yeah. Yeah. I. And my I dad remember, was a truck driver. So. Oh, so you, you have skills. Yeah. I just remember the the thing that um that was at the culinary school. They warned me. They said, you're not going to want to drive this thing <laughs> with a spiral metal staircase. And yeah. it was not like, it um, wasn't a balanced vehicle in the first place. Yeah. So they always had the same one one guy to drive this vehicle. I'm like, <laughs> none of that makes sense. No. Like, you'll never use this for Gatorade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and it's, that was the other thing too, is like, I want to make it comfortable enough, especially in the, in the pit in the front of the truck okay. where we can still keep that window or cause there's a door, there's an access oh. door so you can go in and I want to keep that space open. I was thinking like, Oh, I could just close that off, but then we would have to walk around oh, the truck and all yeah. that stuff. So it's like, I want to keep that open so that yeah. we can just get access, mm-hmm. but also utilize that space, you sure. know, you yeah. know, somehow make it some kind of spice rack or something. Yeah. So you can just yeah, move yeah. it over now, you know, 
That'll be good. Yeah. And then, like, does it have AC? I mean, we just went through this heat <laughs> dome. <laughs> no, but me. Mama's gonna put one in it. Not gonna be not doing that ever. Yeah. Um, I, I'm so blessed that I was not here uh, when it hit. Yeah. But it was still hot in New York City. So. Oh yeah, it can yeah. be hard when it's hot in New York. I, yeah. I spent. I you know I was there for for law school. Okay. And, yeah. But I didn't. I was always away during the summer, so I missed Good. that. But the problem for me when I was that age, as it started to warm up in the school year, mm-hmm. I I was at a horrible height. I was at armpit height for most New Yorkers oh, on the subway. I shouldn't even talk about that, but that is like the distinctive, yeah. it's a distinctive memory. Like, ah. Oh, yeah. No, and that's a distinctive smell. Yeah, yeah. It's a collective New York, New York smell. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's, anyway, I guess that's the nose of a chef, right? Yes. <laughs> like, you're just like, it's no. very sensitive. Right. My friend was like, I was like, these eggs are bad. And she's like, I don't smell anything. I was like, because you don't, you're not a mom right. and you're not a chef. Like, right. I know that this is bad. I'm not right. putting this in my body. <laughs> right, right. That's right. Um, so anyway, but when we um, think about the food truck, so when do you think you're going to have, like, are you, are you following like an intuitive dynamic approach to like the when and how of the first day? Or are we, are we moving with you following this journey so that it's launched by the Wooden Boat Festival? I don't have any goal in mind. Okay. I'm going to just let it happen as it does. Okay. Because I think that once you start putting deadlines on stuff and then you miss them and then yeah. emotions get high. Sure. So I think for me, especially because I haven't had a break yeah. since I haven't had a break in a long time. Yeah. And so when I tell people I'm taking breaks, it's not really breaks. I'm yeah. still working on the administrative stuff sure. of the okay. business I'm working on being a mom you know like i'm working on all these other things so um i'm legit going to take my time um like getting through this process um but i am excited to get her up and running and when she does oh we gonna have a party i'm ready to party okay i'm gonna take you um even talk to you about fort warden okay yeah (laughs) and bring bring the party there yes i totally (laughs) think you should do that you know the maker square is gonna be opening up and um they need uh, food to yeah. be present for there yeah. to be that level of activity and yeah. walking and the enjoyment of this place. So, so tell me, because we were talking about the heat wave, but taking it back to some food. I was thinking like most chefs I know have like a go-to no cook recipe. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so I was wondering, like, when you think about like no cook, know how for chefs, mm-hmm. <laughs> what is your favorite go-to no cook recipe? Ooh. That's hard because I don't like to cook anyway. (laughs) (laughs) At home. Yeah, it's hard for me to cook at home. Even when you've got a young one. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. But you know, let's see. I've already said it, mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. So you're still cooking them. Yeah. I mean, but if I have a box or. Okay. Then it's a little, just the boiling. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So I was um, looking at things and. trying to think we were so hot on one of the days even though we had some ac going and i was like you know this is definitely like sandwich day yeah that's totally sandwich day and one of my favorites is to have fresh mozzarella cheese and then i i use pantry things Mm -hmm. like a pesto that you buy from the store Mm -hmm. and you put it on the baguette Mm-hmm. Then you put the fresh mozzarella, then you put the tomatoes and you can't, you can't, unfortunately, and this is, some people are going to get mad. The tomatoes out here in Washington simply don't taste the way they do in the Midwest. And it's not a knock. 
Yeah. It's just you can't get the heat that you need to mm-hmm. sustain them over the amount of time that you need to in order to get the highest flavor yeah. quality. So if you have to buy tomatoes in Washington, buy the little grape tomatoes mm-hmm. in the pints, slice them with a serrated knife, you put it over the top, and then you, oh, I think I got that order wrong. The, the pesto should be next to the tomatoes, mm-hmm. then the mozzarella, and then you drizzle the balsamic vinegar mm-hmm. on top and put the top of the baguette on. And it's like, no work, mm-hmm. <laughs> no work. That sounds actually and really it's amazing. really yummy. Um, and I did create it. I, it comes from the um, Black Sheep Cafe where I went to school okay. uh, for college. Mm-hmm. And it has remained one of my favorite sandwiches of all time. That sounds and wonderful. No, no hassle. <laughs> no hassle. That sounds amazing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I made some black, black IP hummus last night. Mm. So that, that sounds, sounds good, good too. Yeah, so. I've never tried making hummus with black eyed peas. Oh, you can have some. Mm, just try a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, I would love that. <laughs> so yeah, we're we're in our home, which is really nice to yeah. be able to talk and sit. So tell me some things that you want listeners like locally to know about your philosophy on food um, and community. Maybe that, or or things that you would invite them to do or try as they you know become eaters of multiple cuisines because like for me i i would love for our cuisine to expand mm-hmm. more in yes, Port Townsend. yes i agree with that wholeheartedly i think just like be adventurous like mm-hmm. I, there's a lot of things that i don't like mm-hmm. but i will try it once and one of those things that are coming up i gotta wait till the season is but I'm going to try oysters. And mm-hmm. I've never tried oysters that weren't char-grilled. You know, oh, okay. Like, Cooked. Right. Yeah. That's really nice. So I am going to try them this summer. Yeah. But also there's other things that I don't like that I'm going to try. And I say, like, just, like, don't be, don't turn your nose up at something that's different, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I want to do a catfish fry. Because in Mississippi, they do catfish and french fries. Mm-hmm. And they put the hot sauce and the ketchup on it for you Uh and it's just in a brown paper bag and it is it is impeccable like i would love oh it is impeccable and that's what i was going to do this weekend but it's too hot and i need to take some time to get this Mm -hmm. truck up and running so that Mm -hmm. i can do whatever i want in my own space um but yeah so just try things don't look at it and just automatically say you don't like it because you never know yeah you never know yeah Yeah. and and i have to say like this is the greatest place to try oysters Mm -hmm. um it's worth the trip down to Hamahama. Okay. I would I would run you down there okay. right now. Okay. You know, we had the time. <laughs> um, because those are really good. Um, and I remember one of the reasons we actually moved here is we we went to the farmer's market. And Chris um, also, you know, is, is um, trained as a chef and loves food as much as I do. We actually... We have kind of matching palettes, yeah. like the same things push the same taste and flavor buttons. And we met met this guy, Lenny, whose family had like oyster beds, I think, over on Maristone Island. Oh, okay. And he was serving at the farmer's market um, the, these oysters that he was steaming over hot stones. Mm. Um, and I just, uh, we would eat a couple and then we'd walk away trying to look at the rest of the farmers and we'd like, come back. We're like, we can't, gotta have another one. Like I just, mm-hmm. the experience, like the... The flavors of the minerals and like the brininess was just so spot on and had such a clean, fresh taste. And, you know, we'd eaten oysters in other places in the country, but that whole experience of being out in the open to like, and it was kind of like an overcast day. It was so Pacific Northwest in quality, but there's something about that fresh oyster here that is 
like if you're ever going to try an oyster, this yeah. is the place. Yeah. You know, this is the I'm going to try a do. small one. I'm going to yeah. get it over with and it's going to be fun. It'll be tasty. Yeah. I think we might like it. <laughs> might like it. Um, but yeah, but then there's always the fried oyster, which oh. is also tasty, right? I will eat that all day long. Yeah. Take yeah. me to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Give me some shucked oysters on char grill mm-hmm. with some mm-hmm. Parmesan and some breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. That sounds good. So... Is there anything else you want to say to people about food or anything? Well, if you're looking for um, work and not yeah. something like long term, if you're looking for a seasonal position, I'm hiring. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I the incentive is, is I want to take people on food tours. Mm-hmm. And so the tentative food tour is to New Orleans this year Ooh, yeah. in late fall when it's not so hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in order to eat like Southern comfort food. And I'm just, that's how I'm going to label it now. It's not just soul food. It's Southern comfort food. Mm-hmm. You got to go to New Orleans. Yeah. Like I know I'm from Memphis and all my Memphis people would beat me up, but yeah. New Orleans has been, it's always a good time food yeah. wise. Yes. And so if you're looking for a position for the summer, whether it's helping me outfit the truck, cause mm-hmm. that's the next goal. We'll get you some hours there and then, you know, uh, we'll do wooden boat and then, and then we'll go to New Orleans. Oh, man. I just then we have to hold 20, me back. 21 and up, though. Got to <laughs> yeah. be 21. Oh, my gosh. So my brother went to school in New Orleans um, for a bit. And I remember I was like, I'm going to go to Mardi Gras. I hear about this Mardi oh, Gras. God. I don't know. It's great. I didn't know what I was getting myself yeah. into. You were like, well, you know, why are you going to New Orleans? I said, well, my brother lives there. And everybody says, you know, you got to go to Mardi Gras once in your life. It, I'm not a Mardi Gras person. No, nor am I. But, but, and but I've never I was, been. <laughs> and I, I just was like, ah, you know, I was closing my eyes and walking down mm-hmm. the street. But the thing that struck me the most was what a, an incredible like eating experience yes. the whole thing was. Yes. And and people pull out the stops during Mardi Gras mm-hmm. around the food. Mm-hmm. So so that for that reason, it was like a really important experience. And for me. When I was on the airplane, I was coming from New York. So I was in law school. He was in law school. And I had, bef- like, I wouldn't say befriended. I had chatted up this couple. And it was weird because this man was like a really large, you know, kind of beefy person. Mm-hmm. And he was sitting next to his wife. And for some reason, he was fidgeting so much. And his name was Al Jenkins. Mm-hmm. People probably don't know that name anymore, but I was wondering, like, why does that guy wear that ring? It's so tacky mm-hmm. and it's huge. And then the steward came up to him and said, I see you have a Super Bowl ring. Yeah. <laughs> right? I had no I idea. Figured was gonna say disrespecting that. Al Jenkins. Yeah. Um, but he he and his wife, like they were uncomfortable because he wasn't on the aisle. I had the aisle seat mm. and he wanted to stretch his legs out. And so I offered for them to switch with me. And I thought, oh, they're just both gonna move over. But instead I sat between them. <laughs> little kid right oh, you know I was in my 20s yeah. and and there at this time for whatever reason the airlines had stopped doing as many snacks I think it was yeah. like one little snack pack of mm-hmm. peanuts and we were all kind of shocked but I had like I think I had some navel oranges because yeah. you know coming from my Filipino heritage you always travel with food yes and you just don't leave that yes. as like a uncertainty on your travel and I also had a huge bag of H&H bagels Ooh. from New York. Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't mess around. No, you and, don't. <laughs> and I was bringing it for my brother. Yeah. So even though I was hoarding these H&H bagels, I wasn't going to share those because yeah. those were for my brother. 
but I did share the oranges with them. And, um, and they were so grateful because they were really hungry. And, um, and then I ended up, so it was Mardi Gras already. My brother had been partying with his friends and they were talking about oyster poor boy sandwiches. Uh So, so I'm putting this in your mind because if you don't like the raw oysters, we should make oyster poor boys together. And they, they, they were talking about this poor boy restaurant. It was just like a, you know, kind of go in like a diner type place near the airport. And that's all they were thinking about the whole plane ride. That's all they were thinking about. And I was like, I have got to get there. Yeah. How am I going to get there? And I'm like, I don't have a car. Yeah. And I, I call up my brother when we land. Cause then now like we've been chatting, I've been like their kid in between yeah. them and they invite me to go with them yeah. to the airport. I'm like, Yes! Like somehow I have manifested this like food fantasy yeah. for myself. And now all I have to do is clear it with my brother. Yeah. And so I get off, I go to the phone and I call them. And he, meanwhile, has had friends from all over the country come for Mardi Gras. Yeah. And um, someone answers the phone. It's a woman. And I think, you know, that kind of sounds like Christine, his his old buddy from summer associating. Like he was a summer associate in Wisconsin for one summer. I was like, Christine, hey. She's like, hi. I'm like, Christine, um, this is Rafina. I want to talk to my brother and tell him that I am going to go to this oyster pool boy restaurant somewhere around the airport, don't know where, and I'm going with Al Jenkins, who's like a <laughs> Super Bowl player, and his wife. And they're, they're friends, a couple yeah. who were sitting behind us. And she's like, there's no Gus here. You know, because I had asked for Gus. Yeah. And she, she was so drunk. <laughs> from Mardi Gras. Oh my god! So she, so she hung up, and so then like I was like, I don't know what to do, and and they were like, we're getting ready to leave, and I was like, how are they going to pick me up from the airport? So I called back one more time, and I was like, Christine, just tell Gus mm-hmm. later because I'm certain he lives there. Yeah. When he wakes up, that they will drop me off at his place. Oh. And she's like, I don't know who you're talking about. And she hung up again. Oh, my God. So fortunately, eventually, I think she woke, she woke up. My brother mm-hmm. never, like, woke up in time to talk to me. Yeah. Um, and we got to the place, and it was, like, the best sandwich mm. I had ever eaten. Oh, right? Like, so fried good. oyster. Like, it was huge. And I remember... They were impressed because here was Al Jenkins, a Super Bowl player, and he, he, you know, he was intensely immense. <laughs> and I finished this huge, like, foot-long mm-hmm. oyster poor boy, like I had never eaten in my life before because it was so <laughs> delicious. And he was not quite finished. And I was like, how do you not eat? Like, you still play football, like, you know? Like, and I was like... Because you are the size. Right, right. And I'm like, you know what? If I weren't around them, I might go back and order a second one. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I didn't. I was like, no, let me not overextend myself. Because then they took me through the hurricane drive through right? Oh, like yeah. Back then. I don't know if they no, still they do still it. No, they still do it. They still do it. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. These yeah. washing machines full mm-hmm. of hurricanes with alcohol in mm-hmm. them. And so we were drinking those. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I think. This seems to violate like drinking and driving. Yeah. And I, like, yeah, I, it was so strange culturally for me. And then I finally got there and my brother had been pacing up and down the street because he's like, my sister is somewhere with someone she thinks. <laughs> well, he should have woke is, up. Yeah, is a football 
player <laughs> from the Super Bowl. And anyway, he was just like shaking his hand and just thanking him for bringing his younger sister home safely. <laughs> and that's my oyster poor boy story. And I want to eat those with you. Sometime, yes. Oh, we I definitely think, have to. I now. think that would be a good thing for us. I think we have to eat them in New Orleans, though. Yeah. Well, I think I might have to <laughs> show up for your gigs. Because that is a hard one to pass. I'm just saying it's yeah. going to be real nice. Yeah. Yeah. I will work with you anywhere. You know, uh, when we met, yeah. um, we met in the Finn River. Yeah. Uh, fields. Fields, yeah. Yeah. You did, and my baby was very chunky. Yeah. And oh, on my back beautiful. while I was cooking. Yeah. What a beautiful baby he is. I mean, he's grown so fast. He is such a big dude. And you know, the cool thing is I gave him, I thought, he, you know, he's very honest. If he doesn't like something, he'll spit it out. Mm-hmm. And I like, okay, I was like, I haven't made this hummus since, oh man, last December or last November. And I didn't have all the ingredients, so I kind of just like, whoa. Yeah. And I gave it to him this morning. He was like, mm, yummy, mama. Oh, and I was like, that's awesome. Okay. I was like, I don't care about anybody else's opinion. My baby loves it. <laughs> that's the best. That's, that's the, the best. best. I know. Yeah, yummy, mama. Oh, that's that like angel, angel voice, mm-hmm. right? Oh, mm-hmm. that's so good. Well, I'm excited about all yeah. that you're doing. And I'm, I'm going to get my hands in there and help when I can. I appreciate I, you. I love what you do. I, I love how you sing. And I, I don't know if you're willing. You might be tired. Yeah. Is there any little something you want to... How about I send you guys something? Okay, maybe yeah. you can send me a snippet that we yeah. can close out the episode. Yeah, for I sure. I love that. <laughs> it's just, I have your... You know, it's so funny. I bought your record because yeah. it was so beautiful. And I was like, I know I love her voice. <laughs> I still don't have a record player. Yeah, <laughs> like we not, haven't. Do you have a CD player? Um, I do have a CD I'll player. Yeah. CD okay. okay. But I love, I love old I vinyl. love vinyl too. Yeah, I love it. This the sound quality mm-hmm. is there. It's, I got to get one. I've been on a hunt for an old school vinyl. Yeah. Like it has to be like pre-80s mm, vinyl record really? player. I need a 70s, like 70s, 60s vinyl player. Okay. Because they have that crack. Mm-hmm. something yeah, about that yeah, crack yeah. and that needle yes and the I 60s and 70s about. vinyl because my dad used to he would be he would go on big jobs and whatever these people would always have four unit oh, vinyl players wow and he's like do you want this one and i'm like yes please because i was a weird kid yeah every five dollars i got i went and i spent three of them on records wow <laughs> wow that's awesome yeah that's so i love awesome. me some records that is the heart of a vocalist musician yeah I, I know that. Um, I wish I could even sing along with you because I'm I have trouble <laughs> singing. So when I hear such beauty in a voice, it just it brings me to tears. Um, and I just feel that way every time I hear you sing. Oh, so anyway, get out and go eat at Nadine's Kitchen when it's <laughs> on the roll. And um, if you have talent in cooking or even just the heart of a cook, mm-hmm. yep. come and, and work with her, learn from her make food with her and and build community yeah so thank you grace anything <laughs> thank you, you want to say Ravina. no thank you okay you're an incredible human oh you are you are too you are incredible. that's why we we knew when we met at yep. the river we're like i am going to be friends with her <laughs> i don't know how <laughs> but i'm going to yes <laughs> so, it's gonna work <laughs> yeah anyway thank you so much thank grace you. i love you i and, love you too and thank you for being on the podcast my this pleasure food love the space between terroir and the Tao of food i've seen the stars talk to the moon a time or two But nothing compares to the moment shared with you. 
broken promises and sudden loss, burdens roll. I don't know what you're doing to me, but you got me wanting to hang on. I wanna hang on. Sweet little songs fill my heart, and I can't seem to tear it apart. Broken promises make shadows cold. Burdens roll. I don't know what you're doing to me, but you got me wanting to hang on. I wanna hang on. I wanna hang on. I don't know what you're doing to me, but I wanna hang.